Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. Let me ask you right up front. Have you ever wondered after receiving Jesus Christ into your life, why are these bad desires still coming into my mind? Why does it seem like I can't control my fleshly desires? How come I can't overcome these bad habits? Why is my mouth and my temper still out of control? Why are my thoughts so negative? Why am I depressed? Well, the reason is, is there are two laws at work within you now that you have Christ into your life. When I say laws, I'm talking about two principles at work in you, like the law of gravity. The law of gravity is really a principle that works the same every time. Every time I throw something up, the law of gravity brings it down. It's a principle that God has established. Now, listen to what the Bible says about the two laws at work with you after you've received Jesus Christ. I'm in Romans chapter eight, verse two, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. When you accepted Jesus Christ, you received the life of God, the law of the spirit of life. That's what's in your spirit now. However, your body was not changed. And it, your body, which is not you, still has the law of sin and death in it. Your spirit wants to take you in a way that will bring life to every area of your life. But your body, on the other hand, wants to take you in the direction that will lead to death. Now, when I say death, I'm not just talking about physical death. It could be the death of your marriage because your passions are out of control could be no peace, no joy in your life because of the way that you're thinking. Your body, our flesh, is seeking to control the way you think. And if it can control the way that you think, it will control your actions. And you'll find yourself doing things that the law at work in your spirit does not want you to do. The law in your spirit wants to do righteous things that will lead to a fulfilled life of purpose. So there's a battle happening within within you, the law of life in your spirit and the law of death, which is in your body. Now, in this episode and likely the following episode, I'm going to show you how to win the battle that leads to a more fulfilled life and heads you toward your purpose. Overcoming the flesh, which is a mindset, is necessary to fulfill your God-given purpose. It's necessary to receive your inheritance that God has for you and to walk in the power he made available to you 
for you to fulfill your purpose. Now, I'm going to cover the whole eighth chapter of Romans. I won't get through all of that in this episode, but when I get to the end, you should see what a marvelous thing God has done inside of us and is ready to be revealed to the world in his time, and I believe his time is upon us now. But first, let's start at the end of chapter 7, where the writer Paul gives us a picture of this battle. I'm in Romans chapter 7. I'm going to start at verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, soul under sin. Now, this law that's being talked about here is the Old Testament law that was given to the children of Israel. Okay? It's spiritual. And that's why they couldn't keep it. We couldn't keep it because we were sold under carnal. In other words, when the first man and woman fell, our spirit became uh, dead and we received the sin into our spirit. And so therefore we couldn't keep the law. That's what it's referring to there. Verse 15. Now, we, but at the same time, what he's talking about the law there, but he's about to talk about the person now that has received Christ but they still in this flesh. Listen to verse 15. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would do, I don't do. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. Now now listen to verse 18, because he's going to tell you what a sin in me is. Verse 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it but sin that dwelleth in me. What he's saying here is, it's not my spirit man that's been changed that does it, but it's sin that dwells in me. And he told us where the sin was in our body, in our flesh. Verse 21, I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Now, based on Romans 8, 2, the evil that is present is our flesh and our body that has not been changed. That's what shows up with me everywhere I go. Verse 22, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Now I'm going to stop. That is the verse right there that tells you he's talking about somebody that has accepted Jesus Christ because he says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. He's talking about the spirit, the man, the spirit man, which is the inward man. Okay. Well, before, if you have not accepted Christ, you do not delight in the law of God because sin is in your spirit. Okay, so that verse right there tells us that he's talking about somebody who has come to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. 22 again, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, my body, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me? from the body of this death. He tells you where the death is in the body. Verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, 
but with the flesh, the law of sin. Now, in that last verse, he's telling you how to overcome this issue. Verse 25, again, I'll read it. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, there it is right there. I serve the law of God. You see, your mind is going to determine which way you go. Even though there's the law of sin and death in your body, there is a law of spirit of life in your spirit. But the determining factor is who is controlling your mind. There it is right there. Now, in Romans chapter eight, it's going to go into more detail and it's going to break down this battle and it's going to break down, you know, what you need to do in in regards to renewing your mind. But let, let's continue on. I'm going to go down to Romans chapter eight. I'm going to start at verse one. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Now, the ones that interpreted the Bible, they added something to this verse, but there's nothing actually added in the original writing. It reads just like I said, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, period. Now, why would he start off chapter eight saying this? Because of what he just covered in chapter seven. He just said in chapter seven, that is not you that does it. It's your flesh. So if you, the real you is a spirit and you're in Christ, then why would you allow the enemy to condemn you for an action that your flesh did, which is not you? And that's why he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that which are in Christ Jesus. Okay, now I'm going to verse two. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemn sin in the flesh. I'm going to stop. Notice it says that Jesus condemned sin in the flesh. How did he do it? Here's what he did. When he died and rose again and we accept his sacrifice, then we now are changed. We now receive the seed of Christ, which is a, a holy seed, which is an incorruptible seed, which is a superior seed to, it's a, now we have a superior law than the law that's in our flesh. Let me give you an example of a superior law. The law that governs lift, is it, it, it overrides the law of gravity. Therefore, an airplane can fly in the air when normally gravity would pull it down, but there's a greater law at work. Ah, folks, that's what he did in our spirit. See, we can't be held down on the ground with our flesh. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is a superior law that will enable us to dominate our flesh, okay? It may take some time. We may fall down, but this flesh is it cannot hold us down. We have a superior law in our spirit now, Christ. I'm going to continue at verse five. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. He's telling you if your flesh has your mind, it's going to lead to death. Okay. Now, again, as I said, maybe not physical death, but now you're depressed because it has you thinking negatively. 
You know, now you you are involved in various different things now because your flesh is controlling your mind. I'm going to read it again. Verse six, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. There's your life. There's your peace. When you renew your mind to what the Bible says you are and who you are, then it will lead to life and peace. You see, the problem that Satan has brought about in those that believe is that he's kept them away from the book, which in in thinking that the book has to do with do's and don't do's and not understanding that it's a it's principles that will renew your mind to who you really are in your spirit. And therefore, you'll begin to walk the earth the way God intended, fulfilling your purpose and having a fulfilled life which he intended for you to have in sending you to the planet. Verse seven again, but the carnal mind is an enemy against God for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. You see, I've been here. I remember as a young Christian struggling to try to understand, wait a minute, I know Christ is inside of me. Why is this overcoming me? Why am I having these lustful desires? How come it seems like I can't control this? You know, and what I had learned, the Holy Spirit that was inside me kept just kept telling me to keep reading the Bible, keep coming to church, keep praying. And I kept doing that. And over time, eventually that power broke. What happened? What happened was that my mind got hooked up with the superior law of life in my spirit and my flesh could no longer control me in that area. And I've seen it happen over and over again with different habits and different things that I've allowed to get out of my life over the years. Verse eight again. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. What he's telling you now is that you're not governed by your flesh anymore unless you allow your flesh to have control of your mind. Your spirit, man, now, which is the real you, no longer has sin in it. It has a superior spirit of life on the inside of it. Verse 9 again. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. He's again telling us clearly there's two laws at work within our body. Verse 10 again. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Look, listen to that. It says if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead, there it is right there. This law of the spirit of life has more power than the death that's in your body. Because if the death was stronger, then it would not have been able to raise Jesus from the dead. That's how powerful that what God has placed on the inside of us. Verse 11 again. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also make alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So in other words, as you renew your mind to who you are, it's going to not allow these deeds of the flesh, which are dead deeds, to govern your life. By this power, by this spirit on the inside of you, you can get control of your body, of your thoughts, 
and depression and feeling, uh, you know, in whatever emotions that are going on, it's all coming back to your mind and renewing your mind and changing the way you think to line up with who God has made you. Verse 12, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. In other words, it's going to take you in the direction of death, as I've indicated. But if you through the spirit do put to death, mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. And he's empowered us to do it. I don't care how many times. There's some things that I fell down. I kept getting up. I fell down. I kept getting up. I fell down. I can't tell you how many times I fell down, but I kept getting up with the attitude that I'm going to overcome it. And I did. Why? Because I have a superior law at work in my spirit. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. See, God wants to lead us from within. His spirit is on the inside of us. And his spirit can lead us to overcome no matter what it is outside or in our flesh or whatever. Verse 15, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You know, I remember as a young Christian you know, just accepted the Lord, just got out of drugs, just, you know, trying to get my life together. I'm going to church and I'm I'm listening to the pastor say that if you got these things in your life, then you're really not a Christian. And and see, I knew I still had some of these things going on in my life, but something on the inside of me told me, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You are a child of God. And here's what was happening. This verse Verse 16 says, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. See, God's spirit was inside of me was telling me I'm in the family. I just got to learn how to get control of my flesh. Verse 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and join us with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Now, think of it. There's a reason why he's mentioning the fact that we're heirs and join heirs with Christ when he's just got to talking about the the carnal mind and the and the spiritual mind, because renewing our mind to who we are is an is necessary for us to go into our inheritance. And everything has been given unto us, as I've indicated in other episodes. Okay, but we have to renew our mind. Let me read 17 again. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. There's an incredible thing that's on the inside of us. There's incredible power that God's going to reveal when we now begin to wake up in this day, in this age, to understand what he's really done. And it's going to happen in this age where, unlike any other age, the truth is coming out. And the enemy is very upset because he's worked a long time to keep us from understanding who we really are, that this superior spirit of life on the inside of us has the power to overcome anything in our flesh, has the power to overcome anything that Satan brings within our lives. Now, you say, what What about why the suffering? Well, notice it says that we will be glorified after the suffering to, together with Christ. Well, the suffering is necessary, so we stay in a place of humility. Because in the suffering, what you're going to find is you can't get through it by yourself. 
You need Jesus Christ to be able to get through it. And as you go through the suffering and you see that you're not sufficient in yourself to get through it, guess what? You, when he elevates you, when he reveals the glory that's on the inside of you, guess who you give all the glory to? You give it all to Jesus Christ. Now, this next verse, verse 19 says, for the earnest expectation of creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now, that verse is telling us right there that the earth is waiting for these God men to manifest upon the earth and dominate on the earth and do good and change this world to turn this world upside down in a greater way than even in the book of Acts. The, the, those that followed Jesus after he died, it says they turned the world upside down. There was a power demonstrated like no other power before. But the problem was, is that Satan got into the church. He got into their teaching and he changed their teaching. He got men teaching things that were not consistent with what was written in the book. And as a result of that, it the power waned. OK, but God is bringing us back. He is bringing us back to this place that we allow this power to flow through us. Verse 20 says, for the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Now, I'm going to continue in the next episode to go into more detail and what that's really saying. You see, Right now, uh, we are free. God has liberated us out of this corruption that's in our flesh. And when we fully understand what's taking place and what has happened, then we will arrive at a place where the glory that's in us is being seen outside of us. Verse 22 says, for we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together unto now. And not only they, but ourselves also which have the first fruit of the spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. Even ourselves are groaning because of this body that we have that still has sin within it. We want out, but we got to wait. I'll go into more detail in uh, the next episode and, and you'll see, uh, I'll say this, there's some powerful things that I'm going to cover going forward because I'm going to cover this entire chapter. And when you see what the Spirit of God is showing here in who we are and this process of us becoming who God meant for us to become, it should blow you away. It should set you in a place of expectation to see God move and operate in your life in a greater way. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode. Oh, yeah.